Hello and welcome to episode 106 of NOLA Time. My name is Ovid Bliss and with me is the guy that takes his days to Starbucks if he doesn't remember their names, Mr. Julian. <laughs> What's good, NOLA Time? Wow, Ovid, pulling, pulling out the shots early in the episode, man. <laughs> bang, bang. Uh, <laughs> I'm, wearing my, I'm wearing my last Jedi. Oh uh, yeah, he's feeling it today. I'm feeling it. He's the one. Anger the people, rile them up. No, it's gonna be a good one, guys. <laughs> Yo, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm living. Life is good on this side. Uh, cool. I uh, have don't have anything really interesting to share with you guys. Probably this weekend, I'll, I'll go and see the Ad Astra movie because I just like space movies in general. Star Wars, obviously, is one of them. We'll talk about Star Wars in a bit. So I think I'm gonna check that out this weekend. I'll probably talk about it in our next episode. Life is good, man. Yeah, which in the disappointing turn of events, we are not going to be able to make it to see Otaku this weekend. So I know, unfortunately, that was going to be our big thing for next episode, but we'll figure it out. <clears throat> not much on my end either, man. Uh, it was a quiet weekend. It was a, a pretty good weekend. Um, but other than just going back into Battlefront 2 and uh, just waiting for stuff to happen i mean we have a bunch of news now um <clears throat> and we can go uh pretty much uh, crazy all over all over this news joe we are uh, actually just gonna jump in because there's there's a ton to oh yeah uh, a ton of stuff that we want to talk about and um i think that you know since i started poking uh poking the bear with the last jedi uh let's go ahead and talk about the caving uh, the Kevin Feige news that he will be joining Lucasfilm sorta in a producer type of role with um, I guess projects that will be happening up to 2022 so for the next three years he will be assisting Lucasfilm in some capacity Joel this is pretty big news in my opinion man I know that we talked about it briefly today but i think that overall reception to this news in the star wars fandom has been positive to you know to mild to positive because there's they, they can never be good news in the star in the star wars fandom so um the, i think that the fans are are taking this uh, news very optimistically, Joel. What do you think? Yeah, I'm with you, Obed. All the things that I saw was instantly like hype, excitement, hype, excitement. Uh, you and I both saw at the same time uh, just last night. We're both, you know, and end of our days, and we both saw it pop up. The information. Okay, Kevin Feige is going to be uh, partnering up with Kathleen Kennedy for the next few projects, or. At least one particular project is being discussed, but it sounds like this is going to be an ongoing thing. Yeah, uh, there's it, it's definitely um, it's definitely something that I felt positive about. But like you said, I started looking into how people feel. You know, obviously, yeah, he's done really well with the Marvel Studios properties, and it's it's been ten years of just massive success, historical success, the greatest success we've seen in Hollywood. And I'm not just hyping this up. This is this is facts. Oh. And so, seeing obviously Star Wars, one of the greatest film properties there is greatest properties in general uh you know bring now some more hype into it uh from a, an, an accredited successful producer joining you know of course you never know you never know how things are going to work out you never know how things are going to be 
but you can only go into this saying like if he did this there and if i personally as joel like what i've seen here i would definitely give a strong positive consideration to what's going to be happening now in this place and it probably means a lot for the future of disney in general right like this this guy is, is on a power move he's 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 on his way up in disney yeah he's he's collecting the stones man so i think uh, Disney's not going to remove Kennedy, at least not yet, um, until they figure out how to diversify the rest of the company. In my opinion, it, the, there's a big problem that that the this new batch of Star Wars movies had, and and it's I mean it's a problem that the Star Wars movies have been haven't seen since the prequels, uh, and, and it's the problem that. Kevin Feige addressed with the MCU and its continuity. There's so many plot holes since the prequels came out. And it's like, how can Leia remember, you know, Padme and, you know, all these things and, and, and Palpatine and, and Obi-Wan and all this stuff that's, you know, uh, that's been thrown in and then, you know, expanded universe, which is no longer canon. But um, when you go and, and see that the, the Star Wars had this massive or has to some extent still. Uh, I mean, Disney has been able to do some cleanup and, and, and sort of like point in a, in a direction where, where it could, you know, uh, have an actual timeline because before it was like all over the place. I think Kevin Feige is the right guy to, to do that, to point Star Wars in the right direction. Conti- I mean, again, even ever, you know, ever since the prequels, and then you go back to things like like Solo and Rogue One, and you know, the Last Jedi had a lot of continuity problems with, you know, compared to uh, or, or going back to The Force Awakens. So, so I think it, it is the right move. I think there is a little bit of concern from the Disney part. Uh, where when it comes to Star Wars, because they are putting money behind the franchise. But again, the Star Wars fatigue hit us and hit the fandom. And, you know, after who knows what's going to happen, right? Uh, not, not, not that Rise of Skywalker is going to be make or break because you always have people coming back for Star Wars, but it could be, it could be something a lot bigger. So, I think that just by them pulling Feige out of Marvel so they can, um, you know, rearrange things. A I bit. mean, they're not pulling him out of Marvel. He's just partnering he's now. Pu- with, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's what I mean. That's that. Yeah. Yeah, that's and right. I, and, and to that point, Obed, like, I don't want to change gears, but, like, it's, it does make me think again about the Sony situation, right? The Sony-Disney situation where, you know, I, I'm, you heard the same thing as me, that some people were saying that so, at some point, some of the stuff you might have read even from statements from Sony was, like, insinuating that Kevin Feige had his hands in too many projects and that he couldn't keep up with this. That's obviously not true because he looks like he's trying to get more things in his hands, actually, with uh, yeah. Disney. He actually has a, a very good uh, system, and if he likes what he, likes the property, he's going to want to join it, which is really awesome. Uh, so that that uh, that to me kind of deads that whole narrative of of this guy can't handle anymore. He's picking up Star Wars for crying out loud. That's not a small feat at all, and it's a very um, 
passionate fan base that expects nothing but great success. And he has nothing to lose. Like, this guy doesn't have to do this. He has a great resume. He's got a great yeah. repertoire. He doesn't need to do this. And then people say, oh, Kevin Feige did a great Marvel, but I don't know about them Star Wars movies. He didn't have to risk this, but he's, he's doing it. He's a fan. So uh, it, it's going to be very fascinating to see where they fully take this and, and, and where he takes Star Wars as a whole. Does he at some point pull this away from Kathleen? I mean, they're saying that, look, Kathleen's Lucasfilm. She's not just Star Wars. So, yeah, there's some Indiana Jones and other properties that are, that are being worked on by her. Does that mean that he's going to take more of a, of a front, front seat if they have great success? Uh, I mean, whatever happened, based off of the article that I'm reading, Obed, it sounds like he came to kathleen and alan horn and asked for a meeting to talk about some ideas he had and some pro for the next uh, phase of star wars and from there alan horn was like yeah we, we we make sense to include you on this like you're a big fan you have good ideas let's definitely include you so i think he's he's throwing out his fishing rod he, he's he's got some stuff uh interestingly cooking now obviously also well not obviously but Obed, you and i have talked offline uh about some rumors in regards to rise of skywalker and there's a lot of stuff out there it's star wars they did it with last jedi we're hearing rumors again with rise of skywalker um not going to go into it because we don't know if it's true or not and it's not worth our time to just to, to talk about at length and also if it is true we don't want to spoil it for anyone but there is some stuff that you mentioned to me about hey trying to recreate some of the uh, magic that we saw recently in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, a specific sequence uh, in this next movie with some of the reshoots that are going on. Yep. Uh, is it possible that, you know, he also stepped in creatively with some of that? I don't know. I mean, it's just the stuff that makes me think now. I start putting things together, right? Uh, yeah. Which is what we do as fans. Yeah, I think that he's probably going to play a role similar, similar to what Rick McCallum played back with the prequels. Yeah. Where he was the guy out there hyping this thing up, and you know the, he was the guy behind uh, the the CG stuff, and and you know he, uh, at the end of the day he was a yes man, unfortunately, because you know you cannot say no to George Lucas. That's been you know a, a known thing for many years, but but at the same time you know he was the guy that was out there hyping the prequels and hey, we're doing this new technology and we're doing this thing with this mocap and, you know, all this cutting edge stuff that they did back when they did the prequels, you know, uh, you know, first movie in, in uh, the beef to be filmed digitally with episode two and all this stuff. So, um, so I think he's, he's probably going to be playing a role more, more to that than, uh, than anything else. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, Kathleen uh, Kennedy is going to be uh, the, the studio head, you know, it's her thing, right? Um, and like like what you said, there's other projects going on right now at Lucasfilm. So not only Star Wars, there's definitely um, stuff that's happening. But in, in you know, yeah, just going back to to the, the what we mentioned again, we don't want to spoil anything. But there's a certain sequence that um, that that you know allegedly they're trying to recreate something similar to that uh, in in the Rise of Skywalker. I mean, that's a possibility because, you know, he's involved with that, you know, with those projects uh, uh, very, very deeply. So, um, yeah, I I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, Same. Joel, not to go on a tangent, but do you do you think that that deal that J.J. Uh, Abrams has now with Warner, do you think that's going to do anything for DCU? Or, I mean, because we heard that there's trouble there. 
not 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 I don't want to say trouble in paradise because it never was, but uh, but we we've heard some some issues about uh, the about DC and 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 the state of their uh, cinematic stuff. But um, do you think that they're probably going to try to bring JJ into sort of do the same thing that we think Feige is trying to do for Star Wars? It's a great question, Obed. Uh, uh, when I saw that initial deal go into place, I was one of the first things I was looking for was, is there anything about him agreeing to do the DCEU? Because I feel like he's a fanboy like most of us. You know, he, he enjoys creating uh, from source material really good uh, films. But the way I interpreted what I've, what I've read, what I've seen, is it's like, he has his own movies that he wants to make. Warner's is going to be the people who are going to distribute it, but he also is going to have the ability to tap into existing Warner's properties if he would like. Meaning, if he wants the DC universe, he can have it. So okay. if he, the question, so the question is really comes down to does does JJ want it, right? Because JJ's JJ is is a modern day, uh, uh, you know, student of Spielberg, right? Like he's he's trying to be that kind of a guy. I'm not putting him on that level i'm just saying that he's a name that he's she's tried to 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 attain that that's something he's been very honest about his learning from spielberg so if he wants to do this you know he can if not he might just keep doing his own original stuff maybe touch some other existing warner's properties we don't know about but i'm curious to see if he reaches out and says yeah i want to do this producing or yeah i want to just direct this one movie because he can do both he could produce he could direct he could produce direct and write i mean he could really do whatever he wants to do yeah um maybe it's a sort of like a, a christopher nolan thing where hey uh you do batman and we'll let you do whatever the heck you want to do exactly then you know inception and uh and then dunkirk and all these other movies came out out of that so um there's a possibility so that's absolutely. a good point yeah yeah and that that's interesting and and uh, i think we we didn't get a chance to discuss it here on the podcast so um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't really want to go on a on a gigantic tangent on that, but it's very interesting stuff, man. For sure. And, I mean, Disney's gonna again. Disney is very zealous about their properties. They're gonna do everything they can to keep everything in track. Again, I don't believe the the internet things where it was like, oh, no one's at Galaxy's Edge. Oh my gosh, they're gonna close it down. No, I mean, I don't believe any of those rumors. And you know the 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 area is not even completed yet, so exactly. Uh, it's a it's a it's only a face that is open. So, um, I, I think that it's a it's it's a good move, and and it's a, again a power move. And Feige's uh, and, and you know, Feige is definitely trying to do something. Is again, you know. I don't think that John Lasseter's job's been filled yet since he left the company. Maybe he's after that job. So who knows? Iger steps down 2021, right? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they know restructures are happening. Yeah, yeah. Things are moving. And Parks restructured this week, too. Yeah, so. they, they laid off uh, that one lady. I forget that friend the Parks for a while, and they're changing things there. Yeah, so Yeah, yeah. There's they're, they're, they're st they're stuff happening. So absolutely. Uh, Joel, uh, go, just go and... In a, in a in a segue over to uh, to DC again, uh, there's rumors that the uh, the Batman uh, movie is uh, pretty much well underway, and there's rumors that Jonah Hill has been approached to or cast as a potential villain in the movie. Um, one that's been confirmed is that Jeffrey Wright 
from uh, the Bond movies and Westworld fame has been cast as um, Commissioner Gordon. I, if you ask me, I I really, really like it. I really like that casting choice. So I'm interested for sure. And Jonah Hill to play, play villain. We talked about it. I think the Mad Hatter would actually kind of make a make a cool villain because he's never been done, you know. And uh, and it's an obscured villain, you know. It's kind of like the Vulture was to when uh, when when Homecoming was coming out. Uh, so going out with a more obscure character, uh, sort of like what they did with Batman Begins with Scarecrow. I mean, Scarecrow wasn't necessarily a very you know popular popular villain. So um, yeah. Very interesting stuff, man. Uh, I mean, this movie—it seems like it's—it's it's actually going to going to be okay. Yeah, I completely agree with you, Obed. Uh, I I saw this casting for both of these guys. Jeffrey Wright being basically confirmed as the commissioner. Great, uh, makes sense. Cool, it's a great I freaking mean, choice, man. Yeah, he's gonna bring great levels to it. Um, I love his voice. You know, when he, when he came out in Hall H talking about playing uh, the Watcher in the the Marvel what if series, you know, just hearing him talk live. It's like, this guy's got a great voice, a great presence. So commissioner Gordon, he'll bring a great personality to it. Uh, but Jonah Hill, I personally, um, I have felt that has felt that Jonah's Jonah Hill is a talented actor. Um, I, I, the stuff that I've seen from him has mostly been in comedic roles. And I feel like he's been mostly viewed upon as a comedic actor. And it's similarly to the way Robert Pattinson has always been looked upon in a way of just a, a, a romantic just a twilight guy, yeah. twilight guy. Right. And, and you, Obed, you and I are both the kind of people that we don't look at them just as those one roles. We look at them as actors and, 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 and we know that if the director has a vision and cast of this person, it's not because they're looking at him as twilight guy or Jonah Hill, the comedian. He's, they're looking at them as, as talented actors. And so um, Jonah Hill, uh, you know, being a villain, I really don't care what villain he's going to be tra- in, in transparency. Um, he, he really could be anybody and I'm at this point, I'm okay with it. And then people are like, well, you must be a big Joan Hill fan. No, I think it's just because, uh, you know, he has such a unique, uh, way about him. He, you know, you, you, Obed, you talked about the Mad Hatter. I could see that. Like that makes sense to me. Someone else talked to me about the penguin. I don't personally want to see that on the big screen right this moment, but if they did, I could see that too. Yeah. Someone else said to someone else uh, or place on the internet have talked about him being the Riddler. I could totally see that too. Like it would make sense to me. I think Rid- Riddler's due for a comeback. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I, th- I think all of those make sense. But my point being is he could be any one of those people and I wouldn't be mad. And I think that has to do with whenever I see comedic actors make um, changes into roles like this uh, or even directors or those sides of roles, like, comedians understand drama and they understand the way to bring the proper type of, of drama to a role. Right. So when Michael Keaton was cast as Batman, we always reference this. People thought of him as a joke is this joke. This guy that does jokes or whatever is going to be playing Batman, but he got brought great levels to it. Right. I think the same thing with Jonah Hill. I think Jonah Hill is an actor that could play a very intellectual villain and be a very uh, smart individual. And it would be pretty cool to see him, take on the greatest detective uh in the early years of batman so i'm i'm a fan yeah yeah i mean he's he's not a bad actor i mean he was on uh on moneyball and uh, wolf of war street so he's been he's 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 got some uh some drama chops you know 
Uh, I haven't seen that series that he did on Netflix with Emma Stone. I forgot the name of it. Uh, someone that worked on me was really good. Um, but um, I might might check it out. But yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, it looks like they're making the right moves when it comes to casting. I, I mean, I, we talked about Robert Pattinson again. I, I have zero issues with him being cast as as Batman. I don't. I mean, I don't. I really don't mind. So, um, we will see. And I'm very interested in this movie. I mean, <clears throat> very interested in what DC is trying to do now. Versus, they're not trying to directly like compete, which is what give us Justice League. So <laughs> they're trying to do their own thing. So hopefully that'll work for them. Um, you know, I, I really, I really think that they're, they have, they have the blessing of having absolute control over these characters and, um, and not having to worry about licensing and none of that. So um, I think, I think they're, they're in a good spot to reinvent themselves. For sure. So before we head into the whole bunch of uh, gaming news that we have, uh, there is a Jurassic World short and some other news that came out this week regarding that, uh, re- regarding Jurassic World 3. I haven't had a chance to watch the short, Joel. Uh, you told me it was good. What do you think, man? Yeah, uh, the short's cool because it's from Colin Trevorrow, the same person that's working on this new movie. And it's cool. Like, you don't usually get a, a short film before a movie's coming out to to hype it up like this. So I thought it was a fun little surprise. Uh, I I uh, I enjoyed it. It's called Battle at Big Rock, I believe. Um, but essentially, um, you know, the, the important thing to note from it is that uh, you need to listen to the opening radio sequences that's being discussed. Sounds like the very first a dinosaur has been uh, birthed on on United States soil. Um, there was, uh, you know, obviously the 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 dinosaurs are running wild since the last movie, so the world is being exposed. And it's just like the title, Jurassic World. They've been leading up to this world of, of dinosaurs, uh, you know, being free now, not just the park. Now they've taken on the world. And I'm really excited for where they're going with it, especially with they, the way they show this specific uh, story of this one family and their encounter with a T-Rex and what they do. And it's a very fun time. It's, it's, a, it's a cute short. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't change or affect anything. It's just a matter of, of the reality of this is the world that this next movie is going to take place in. And I could have kept watching. It was very entertaining. I am curious to see now with Jurassic World 3, uh, you know, if they, they go with what I predicted from the first movie, uh, which was that they were leading into the militarization of the dinosaurs and having a basically a dinosaur war at some point. Maybe that's something that they're still playing for, like Jurassic World Four or something. Dinosaur but, wars. Yeah, dinosaur wars, bro. Because like, you know, I mean, you know, you you, you see uh, this actor uh, that plays Kingpin, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio. You know, like his character is really trying to push for for trying to control these dinosaurs. And you see again a a, a big uh, government interest from them in the second movie. Yeah, the second so, movie is more like uh like black market sort, yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, buying them as weapons. So I I I'm curious if, if that's something that they're gonna do. They don't really hint at that in the short film at all. But Jurassic World three is coming, and we've also got some familiar faces. Sam Neill's back. Laura Derm is back, and Jeff Goldblum. And so uh, they're playing their exact same roles. Jeff Goldblum was obviously back in, in the last movie for, for a little bit. But, but yeah, dude, they're, they're, they're coming back. 
Yeah, I'm glad to see Dr. Alan Grant back. Uh, I really liked him back in the in the first movie. Uh, I, I think Jurassic Park 3, Joe, it's criminally underrated. I think that movie's actually pretty good. And I think that movie was directed by Joe Johnston, who directed uh who directed Captain the first Captain America movie, so if I'm not wrong. I believe it's right. Um so that movie is good and, and Sam Neill's great and everything, but um but I think that the movie is is an hour and a half, no filler stuff, no you know, excessive drama things. It's silly. Because he has this Tarzan kid, and it's it's silly, but it's fun. Like it's a oh, fun yeah. time. Yeah, uh, it's it's underrated. I mean, in my opinion, I I think I enjoy that movie more than I enjoy the Lost World. I think the Lost World's a little bit more tedious, uh, and 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 overinflated. Uh, this is just straight to the point. Just a fun dinosaur, you know, movie, and and it, it's it's actually fun so um but uh, yeah i'm glad i'm glad to see them back uh replacing the roles um yeah i i'm excited i'm really i'm really excited you know who i who i would like to see the kids oh like, yeah. yeah yeah i know the kid that the 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 dude that played the kid at the first movie i forgot the kid's name uh jimmy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so he was in bohemian rhapsody he was one of the members of of queen in Bohemian Rhapsody. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, it'd be cool to see them back, you know, as adults. It's like, oh, you're fighting for their grandfather's legacy or whatever, you know. Uh, yeah, that, that'd, be, that'd be pretty cool. But, um, yeah, I think I think Jurassic World 2 was kind of flat, in my opinion. Uh, I, I enjoyed it, but not as good as, not as much as the first one. I think the first one is it, it's, it's pretty good. The first one's more memorable, for sure. Yeah, the yeah, I think the first one has more mo- more more moments. Uh, yeah, the second exactly. one, yeah, yeah, the second one it had more set pieces too. Yeah. Uh, the second one, I mean, I, I'm I was not a big fan of that raptor design. The the it was the Indo Raptor or whatever they were, they were yeah. calling it. Yeah, I mean, I know that they were going for like this stealth thing and 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 all that, but I just don't. I just wasn't a fan. Uh, yeah, the first one was was definitely memorable. Uh, but yeah, um, you know, Jurassic Park is it, big. Jurassic World has been bringing in millions for Universal, like in you know billions actually. Sure. So, uh, so so I'm I'm sure that they they will keep investing in these properties, and I know that the the ride over in Hollywood was already rethemed to uh, Jurassic World. Uh, I don't know if you knew, Joel, that. The one here is getting rethemed, yeah, and it's also getting a separate Jurassic World ride. Yes, so they're building a second ride. Um, so it's big, it's big. Uh, Universal's betting a lot, you know, a ton of money on these movies, and and they they do well overseas. You know, they're not offensive to to Chinese government, so true, so true. they just play in China, and make a billion bucks over there. They do, yeah, and plus whatever they 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 can bring in here. So. Um, so, so that for sure is pretty big. Uh, Joe, before we jump into the video game section, let's go ahead and take a quick break and we will be right back. And we have returned. Joe, there was a pretty cool trailer released today for Star Wars Jedi colon, <laughs> Fallen Order. 
or or a Star uh, is it just Jedi Fallen Order? Does it not have Star Wars in the title? Star Wars Jedi colon Fallen Order. Order. Okay, so I did get it right. Uh, yeah, it looks good, man. Absolutely, there's a lot of really good moments in this uh, new trailer. Uh, I really like uh, the build up to this this uh, execution of this order, right? Executive execution of Order sixty six. Uh, I really like the some of the the beast that he has to fight this massive beast again. Oh, Every this time I like beast, yeah, that yeah. was great, man. Whenever I see like this game, I keep getting the feels that I had with the Force Unleashed, and I enjoyed both the first and the second one, um, in their own ways. Um, this gives me those feels again, so I know this is gonna be something I'll be picking up. Uh, I, you know, I'll probably will I pick it up day one? I'm not sure. I would like to, but not sure. Um, but there's definitely going to be something that I will, will like to play. Um, there's a lot of really cool, apparently, uh, you know, puzzles in this game. Um, some really cool moments that you're going to have with the Empire. Not sure what to expect there, but they just started talking about a little bit more today. Uh, this was all part of the uh, Force Friday or Force Triple Friday or whatever they called it on the live stream on StarWars.com and the Star Wars YouTube channel today previewing all the new pro- Star Wars products that are going to be coming out on Force Friday next week. Um, so it was pretty cool to see that they took the time out to also promote this new game uh, where they could have spent that time talking about, you know, Rise of Skywalker and all this stuff. And they did, you know, uh, you know, give, give some of the figures or whatever, but no information for that. But they really are making a push for this game. Obviously, uh, it's coming very soon. Obed's coming here November 15th. Um, so we'll see if that holiday push kind of comes into play here. Yeah, it's a week after. It's a right, right a week after Death Stranding. Yeah, uh, we'll talk so. about Death Stranding here in a second. But yeah, I mean they're in a tough spot because they're you know Call of Duty is going to release what two weeks earlier or you know before that. Yeah, it's a there. It's a it's a rough launch date. Um, this this should have been um. The probably like a January February game in my opinion. Yeah, uh, but I mean if they're if they're good to go with it and they're good to go with releasing it, um, yeah, sure, go ahead. I am I am very close to to having this be a pre order, but but I'm gonna I'm gonna you know I, I think I'm I'm gonna still wait it out. I'm gonna still wait it out, see how it is. Um, I think the game's gonna be good, uh, no question. I mean, based on what we've seen, it, it looks solid. Um, for sure, and um, I, I trust Respawn. They have been very protective of their studio, and they have tried as much as they can to keep you know the the, the EA uh, corporate heads out of there, and and not you know going crazy with microtransactions and all this stuff. So, um, I yeah, I mean, out of, out of respect for the studio, I I'll, I'll grab it. But again, will it be a day one? I'm I'm not sure. Uh, we'll wait and see uh, on that one. But it looks good. I mean, what I, what I've seen so far, it looks solid. And um, that gameplay demo that that they they showed was good. Uh, I'm actually more excited about you know this game than that I'm about the Avengers game, which was the opposite before you know trailers and all came out. Um, although I mean the Avengers game, I'm know I know that then game that that game's gonna be good and you know, based on what we've seen uh, lately with some of the aesthetic changes to the characters and all this stuff, uh, I th- I think it's gonna, it's in a good place and I think it's going to be all right. I mean, combat 
everyone's been saying that it's good. So, um, so I, I'm 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 confident. But but this this one I mean Star Wars. Of course, I'm excited for it. <laughs> you know, uh, but yeah, it looked looked pretty good. Um, the other, uh, what one of the other, the other big things that we had uh, this week is that we had a state of play um, this past Tuesday uh, with some news. Uh, we'll go over the the biggest announcement uh, here in a second. But Xbox and PC gamers are pretty upset right now, Joe, because uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare has an exclusive game mode uh, or game mode that is exclusive to PS4 for a year. So it is the Spec Ops Survival Mode, uh, which, based on what they, they showed, I guess it's pretty cool. I mean, I'm not Guy, but um, but I guess fans are excited. But they announced that that mode is exclusive to PS4 um, for a year. Um, Xbox in the past, had, when during the Xbox 360 days, had exclusive content for a year on Call of Duty. This was a big deal back then. Part of the reason why the Xbox was on top during the Xbox 360 days, you know. One, you know, online gaming was better. I mean, our, our, there's, there's no argument to be made there. And then the other one was all this exclusive content that Call of Duty being, you know, a gigantic game franchise was getting on a yearly basis. You know, they were getting DLC early and all this stuff. So this is nothing new. I can see where fans or, or, or uh, you know, players and other platforms are upset. I totally understand it, but you know, at the end of the day, this is a, this is a marketing move. Uh, this is also a you know a, a content agreement that Activision has had with Sony for a while now. Um, but I think that the previous one that was like this, I believe, was Destiny, where Destiny had a, a lot of items and content uh, that was exclusive for PS4 for about a year. Um, but you know now Destiny is is independently owned. You know, they're away from Activision, so so I'm pretty sure that they have to they have to come up with uh, another game that they can use to honor this agreement that they have with Sony. So probably they, they went ahead and, and used this one. But what do you think, Ben? Um, it, it, it personally doesn't bother me because you and I are in the same boat. But we're not crazy about uh, Call of Duty personally. We're not to us uh, on a typical scale. Not, you, know, you and I have actually talked about playing Call of Duty because it you know, does, does sound pretty interesting, some of the competitiveness there and, and the way it's structured. And, and the fan base for Call of Duty is very strong and very passionate and very vocal. So, of course, when you get news like this, of course, the Internet's going to shake a, shake a little bit or shake a lot. And, uh, you know, people are, are, are mad because it's not just Xbox. We're talking about PC gamers. Like, we're talking about people that are, are, are all people who, who purchase and invest their, their time and finances into the Call of Duty games. So as a franchise, um, this is nothing new. Like you mentioned, Obed, historically this has happened before. Uh, we've seen this before. But that doesn't mean that it's been something that's been well-received. So it makes me question um, Activision's, um, uh, them more so, uh, you know, their their response and their... Um, 
their understanding of, you know, how their fan base feels about certain things, right? Like if the fan base says we don't like this and it's, it's very strong, then you probably would make a decision not to repeat that mistake again or to have that same type of response again, maybe do things slightly differently. It sounds to me like they are not doing that at all to me. And that's a little bit concerning, right? Because yes, from an exclusivity standpoint, Sony's going to jump on it. Why wouldn't they, right? Like it makes sense for them that they're going to, this is great for them as a business. They have the opportunity to, to capitalize on this and, and uh, you know, make it a great selling point for their console yet again, right? Ex- exclusives, exclusives. Uh, but, <laughs> but, but you know, like I'm, I'm, I do think that if I put myself on the shoes of a PC gamer or an Xbox gamer, I probably would feel similarly of like that's a year, you know, uh, again. It's a it's a year, which is like when the next Call of Duty comes out, exactly. which which will be completely relevant by then. Uh, exactly. That that is a that is a power grab by Sony there, man. Um, yeah, I mean. We're at the end. We're at the end of the generation. You know, this is probably going to be the last, the last Call of Duty that's going to be. Um, no, nah, I don't want to say the last Call of Duty that's going to be in in this consoles because they usually do a one or two cross gen right. titles. Um, they did it with Ghosts and and Black Ops. So, um, yeah, Call of Duty, man, it's it's a big deal. It's usually the highest selling game of the year every year. So. Um, I, I know where a lot of gamers are, are having issue with this. Um, if I would, if I would be a Call of Duty fan and, and, and now PlayStation is not my platform of choice yet. And I can, I can see where I would be pretty upset over this. Uh, this is like, uh, Street Fighter. I mean, I don't want to want to use Street Fighter as a, as an example, because the Street Fighter right now is. You know, pretty much. I mean, it, it is PS4 and PC, but say for example, if the the story mode or you know something like that was only exclusive on PlayStation, and then PC gets, you know, they get just a you know arcade mode and and uh, and versus and online. So, um, I can see I can see where 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 you could you know definitely upset quite a few people. So. Still speaking of uh, more games coming out for PS4, of course, that Stranding is a game that's coming out November eighth. Uh, the game is was confirmed this morning by Hideo Kojima himself that it went gold. So the game is complete, content complete is being submitted for uh, for certification and uh, getting ready to be pressed onto media and and be you know sent out to retailers pretty soon. So, yeah, pretty exciting. Uh, Hideo Kojima took about three years doing that, about three and a half years, right, uh, to Long make time. this game. I mean, three and a half years for a game of this caliber. I mean, we don't know how long this game is going to be, but, I mean, the the quality of the of the product that we've seen, uh, it's, it's pretty incredible. Uh, of course, the Kojima production team, Kojima production's team is not, that big of a team, but I'm pretty sure that the guys over at Gorilla and maybe even Santa Monica helped out. So uh, I'm pretty sure that, that that Sony was involved with like studio resources on on this one. But yeah, games it's done, and on the state of play, they announced a a special edition or a limited edition PS4 Pro uh, that's going to be coming out 
that same day. It is a black and white PS4, so basically it is white with the center uh, line black, has the Death Stranding logo on it, and it has the BT handprints on uh, on the uh, on top of the PS4 Pro. It, Pro. It is a matte white um, color, and the handprints uh, are black on top. And it also comes in with a amniotic fluid yellow <laughs> controller. Uh, it's uh, it's based on the pod where you uh, carry BB basically. So. Uh, yeah, it is a very interesting color for the controller because it's yellow. I've never seen a yellow PS4 translucent controller before, uh, which looks pretty cool. And uh, and the console itself looks looks good, man. Uh, I would be, I would buy it if if I if if PS5 because I know PS5 is coming out in the next thirteen months. I I would I would get it, but. Or if money wasn't an issue. If I mean, yeah, if I had money to burn, of course I would get it. But, uh, but I, but I, I'll, I'll hold off. I'll hold off for uh, for next gen because I know next gen's right around the corner, man. I mean, I can I can hold off a year and not upgrade for to a PS4 Pro right now, and and probably I mean, if these games are backwards compatible, these games are probably gonna run as good as they run on a PS4 Pro on that console, maybe even better. So, uh, yeah, we shall see. And uh, but yeah, it looks pretty good, man. Four hundred dollars for this one, uh, and it does include a physical copy of the game as well. So yeah, pretty cool, man. Uh, what do what do you think of the design? Because you you told me you liked it. Yeah, the moment I saw it, I was like, "Hello, beautiful." It's a very nice, clean design. Obviously, in the top of it has the hand prints on it that are really really cool. Uh, but to me, the controller was the thing that really got my attention because. You know, some people refer to it as a gold. Some people say it's like an orange, it's a yellow. Piss but yellow. just you know, <laughs> <laughs> that too. Uh, but uh, but I just like the translucent and brightness of it. Like I I like that. Like I would just if I could just get the controller alone, uh, I would. You know, it's doesn't necessarily have much of a design that makes me think of obviously the, you know the background of the game. Like you mentioned, the connection it has to a specific. Uh, individual in the game yes but but uh, just looking at it doesn't make a thing of death straining as the console itself is screaming death straining in fact it says it directly across the front of it yeah but yeah. but the the the, the controls will subtle but it's a it's a nice looking design it looks like something to me nintendo would do or something dude like and i've seen some people in the comments actually say that like yo this looks like those gamecube translucent controllers like it's cool i like it yeah yeah this one looks good yeah, can you imagine like a translucent purple, like the atomic purple, oh, uh, yeah. on a PS4 controller? That'd be really nice. Nice, because I know that you can buy like generic, unbranded cases where you you can transfer it, kind of like what I did with uh, with this one that I have just right here, uh, which yeah. is was a black controller that I put up an an orange uh, face over it. But um, they they sometimes like this one's fine, but the the d the d pads you know it's it's kind of it's kind of squishy. I don't like it. I like it. Yeah. Like my d pads to have a little bit of a little bit more crunch than this. Um. But you know it's doable for sure. Uh, I mean I, I'm pretty sure that you've seen like modded switches with with atomic purple joy cons in the back and all that. So for sure. Uh, so it looks it looks pretty nice. 
Um, but yeah, I, I really like it, man. I like the colors on the console, the the black, gold, and and white on it. It looks really, really nice. And I'm like I'm looking at it, right? And I wish that the next console would be like this, would be like a two-tone sort of thing. Not all black, or not half matte black, half bright, you know, glossy black or all glossy black. Uh, like if they would do something like this, like more more of an Apple thing, right? Where you would do like a, a matte white and a matte black on, you know, certain, you know, different tones. Um, that would be, that would be really nice. I gotta say like, like straight up, dude, if, if this console was like black and, you know, the, the black and white, the same colors that, that it is right now without Death Stranding branding, I would probably consider it even more because it'll look cleaner. Um, so, Sony, if you're listening for next gen, um, get your, uh, your uh, console designer to uh, make a two-tone console. I know it's, it's not great, but hey, you know what? Xbox did it. Like, because the Xbox One X, the S, I'm sorry. Ooh, see? <laughs> it still happens after two years. Poor the, little Billy. The, no, I know. A little Billy still struggling with, uh, with the S, uh, not the X. Um, the S is two-tone. Cause, and, I, and I really, really, really like the design of the S um, because it has the, the two-tone, you know, uh, matte white and matte black. So that looks pretty cool. So, yeah. I mean, it looks great. It looks great. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that the next console would look something similar to this. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, and, yeah, I'm looking forward to this Stranding. I mentioned it to you last night. I was like, yo, I was having this dream. that We were at this Death Stranding preview thing, and it was great. Yeah. So uh, I can't wait. Um, that, I mean, it's it's one of the games that I'm, that I'm most looking forward to since MTS5. So um, so that's uh, that's going to be... Uh, it's gonna be a big one for me for sure. So yeah, we'll see. Joe, The Last of Us Two. We were having lunch on Tuesday, and I asked you, Joe, what do you think the release date for The Last of Us Two was gonna be? And we that was we were having a discussion, and you were throwing around some you know some decent dates, right? And then you were direct, bro. And then what did I say? <laughs> This guy goes, I February 28th, this game will be out. We will have it in our hands. Take it to the bank. I don't know how you knew, Obed, but I mean, Fe- we're off by a couple days. But look at that, dude. I mean, that's 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 ridiculously close. Yeah, February 21st is going to be the release date for The Last of Us 2. They gave us a new trailer, and it looks freaking brutal. It's gritty. It's, uh yeah. And I'm excited question mark because i mean it, the it's it's a really intense story um i will definitely definitely replay the last of us pretty soon because it's going to be available for free on ps ps plus, uh, PS plus next month um on ps4 i have it on ps3 i don't want to play that game on ps3 because it, it was it was chugalicious to say the least, when uh, when you play it on PS3, you know that I like that use of chugalicious, chugalicious, Yeah, it uh, <laughs> it runs at like 24 frames a second. It doesn't even. I don't think that game hits 30 at all. Um, wow. I think it runs at like 24 or something. Um, and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to looking forward to playing it again. 
um, experiencing the story. I haven't played it since. I played it once. I was like, yo, this is good. I'm good. Let's uh, let's go ahead and, and move on from The Last of Us. Um, but it's been four years. So uh, actually, it's been five years since I played it. So uh, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to giving it another shot and see if it gets me gets me hyped because this game's this game comes out two weeks before the Final Fantasy VII remake, which is one of the most anticipated games of all time. And I'm I'm looking forward to. I mean, we're gonna get two PlayStation 4 exclusives pretty much back to back here, Joel. Uh, with this and Final Fantasy, of course, Final Fantasy it's it's rumored to be released on other platforms, but at a later date. And I I want to prioritize Final Fantasy over this one just because Final Fantasy is more of my uh it's more of my my you know my my style of game. But I will definitely give uh, the Last of Us to a, a shot. Um, it, it looks. It looks incredible from you know what we saw in that trailer, man. Uh, like you said, yeah, super gritty, and I, I think there's something they Naughty Dog really proved themselves on uh, on this on this game, and and the naysayers and the Xbox and and that guy from where was it Ubisoft that says like no way this is real and you know and we saw gameplay and. Not only we saw gameplay, there was a closed doors demo for uh, for games media. It was a three hour demo, and the impressions is that yeah, it it moves like that. It's great. So yeah, I mean sticking it to the naysayers, and uh, it's coming out. Uh, also, the game's going to be huge. It's going to be two discs, and which is incredible. Yeah, uh, so the game's going to be pretty expensive. Um, you know, I'm guessing this is going to be a um, you know, maybe a 20, 25 hour game, um, kind of like what Uncharted was. Because Uncharted in the past was like a 13, 14 hour experience, right? 10, 14 hour. Yeah. Um, and, and Uncharted 4 was like a 22 hour thing, right? It was pretty long. So I think I'm expecting this one to be as, as long as, uh, as at least as Uncharted 4. And uh, yeah, man. Uh, yeah. What do you think? Are you, are you, are you in for sure? Or are you gonna give? Uh, are you gonna be like me and give um, the original uh, a try again? Uh, I'm definitely gonna pick up the original uh, PS Plus on a game on PS4. Yeah, like this is this is gonna be a no brainer for me to pick up. Um, I'd like to play it again since I'll be picking it up. So so that makes sense. I never actually purchased the game. I only uh, rented it, um, and I I enjoyed it like you. You know, I played it, had the experience, and I never went back to it. You know that sort of thing. But this is a good opportunity to go back, and it's perfect timing with the announcement, of course, of the date for this upcoming uh, uh, second part of this game. Of course, now um, you know, knowing that 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 you know, there's enough you know um, of gameplay, there's enough um, positive reviews from it. Depending on you know, I go back and play the first game will depend on how I feel about playing the second game. And this is not a, I mean, these these games are are, are incredible. Um, these are, it's Naughty Dog. Like these guys know what they're doing. Uh, I, I'm on the record for saying how much I love Uncharted. I think those games are just fantastic. I love all of them. Uh, so, you know, Naughty Dog has my attention here. 
I think they definitely have a fan base that is energized. You would think, wow, it was a long time waiting. Maybe people, you know, sometimes it goes two ways. Sometimes it goes positively and negatively. But no, man, these guys seem to be ready for this game to drop February 21st. Let's see. Yeah, Joel's a big Naughty Dog fan. You know, he's a big Way of the Warrior fan. Do you do you know what where the warrior is? I do. Okay. All right. All right. Just making sure. That was a good one. <laughs> yeah, that's a deep cut. That's deep. That's a deep cut. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm looking forward to it. Um, it, I think it's it's gonna be it, it's gonna be it's it's gonna be a big deal for sure. And yeah. uh, you know, Microsoft. I know that Microsoft's doing their thing right now. Right, they're the DC. Uh, they're they're the DC EU to to PlayStation's MCU, right? Uh, but you know, here comes DreamWorks and Nintendo. Nintendo's the DreamWorks is coming in and and just stealing your money and running away. Stealing your money. <laughs> Steal your money. Um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty big. Uh, next year is gonna be a fantastic year for gaming because we're gonna get fantastic games. I mean, I'm 99.5% sure we're going to get new consoles. So, yeah, man. Looking forward to what's coming up. It's uh it's going to be um it's going to be a great ride. And if you guys want to take the ride with us, Joel can go ahead and plug us in. My pleasure. Guys, thank you so much for following us. Stay connected by following us on our social media at no low time. That's at no low time on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Also, make sure to be a subscriber. That's important so you can hear all of our latest episodes as they drop via podcast. So those uh, podcast episodes are on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify. You can follow us on any of those uh, platforms. In addition, we also want to invite you to stay connected to us by sending in comments, feedback, questions. Uh, you know, hey, Sony, maybe you heard some of us talking about those designs. You want to send us an email? You can do that by emailing noloadtime at gmail.com. That's noloadtime at gmail.com. Or if you want to go ahead and send us a, a Death Stranding PS4 Pro, we, we'll gladly accept it. Gladly accept it. <laughs> do an unboxing. You name it. There you go. Thank you, guys. Uh, we will see you again next time. And like what Jill say, said, stay, stay connected. And uh, we'll see you again pretty soon here.